0: All right. Thank you, Judy. Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to see you. A few more announcements before we get into the message. We got kid, We got the whole church in here today. So we don't have the future church. We have the whole church. What do you think about that? That's the way it should be. All right. Good to have you guys. You can wiggle and stuff. It's okay. We're not that. It's okay to wiggle. That's how God made you. Um, uh, one other kind of a, a bummer announcement is we lost another one of our saints this week. Adelia Kathy Gilkey's mother, went to be with the Lord, and uh, she was, again, a, just a beautiful, bright, shining star. Whenever she walked into the church, she brought the presence of God with her. I don't know if you... Notice it, but we have a a little bit of a deficit today because Delia is not with us. So our hearts breaking, and we're grieving with the Gilkey family. And we'll let you know when the service is. But uh, she was she was a, an amazing woman of God, and it's always hard when you lose a saint. But uh, we know she's in a better place, and uh, we're just gonna we're gonna continue to do what we do well, and we're gonna celebrate her life. So uh, there's that. Uh, in addition to that, uh, I'm going to plug the Randy Clark thing again. Um, we had him; we had Randy Clark come out last year. and did a healing, uh, healing services, and it rocked us. My wife got physically healed. Uh, it was just incredible to be incredible to see God's love like touching everybody. And this time around, he's actually doing a school. So I want to make a distinction between two things that he's doing. So he's actually doing a school where he can teach you what he knows. And uh, that, is, uh, that, that costs money. But in a decade, maybe you don't want to go to the Randy Clark School of Healing. Maybe you're just like me and you need a touch from God and you need to be healed. There are going to be two free services, uh, Saturday and Sunday night, uh, the tw- next, of next week. Is it next week? Oh, it's this week, of this week. And so I want to encourage you guys to come out to that. On Friday night, I will be introducing Sean Boltz. Uh, he is um, kind of like the flavor of the month right now. That, that wasn't, that's not the way to say it. Um, he, God, is, he has, God is really using Sean Boltz's ministry, and his, his prophetic words are scary accurate. I just want to encourage you to come out to that because what he does, again, he's able to tap into God's love in a very powerful way. So a lot of incredible things going on. One more quick announcement. On, on, uh, on the 30th of this month, we will be hosting a GLOW ministry. They're going to be doing a regional conference here at Granite Creek. And I want to invite you to that. It's at 930, is that right? Okay, 930 is when it starts, and Aglow is, it was a woman's prayer movement type of a ministry, but they've opened it up to guys, so I'm going to go. I'm really excited about this, and uh, it's like staking your territory. It's praying over the things that God has promised for you, and God has promised for this church, so if you need more prayer in your life, I want to encourage you to come out to the Aglow prayer ministry as well on the 30th of this month at 930. All right, uh, I think that's it for the moment. Uh, We are going to get on with our service today. Uh, We have a special guest. This is one of our famous and our best teachers in Sunday School, Haley Scott. Welcome. Grab yourself a mic, here. They they can't hear you. everyone doing? Oh, you on? There you go. Uh, Haley, again, she is our, our top Sunday school teacher. She teaches Sunday school. She teaches the youth group. She does worship. She has a lot of friends that she's able to do ministry with. She's absolutely amazing. And we just want you to get to know one of our Sunday school teachers a little bit better.
1: Thank you so much, Pastor Josh. Great to have me up here. Um, I actually want to introduce <laughs> you guys you to one of my really special friends. You guys might know him. Um, he helps me teach Sunday school. And everyone, please welcome Skylar J. Techbot.
0: There he is. Hi, Skylar. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good. Good to have you here today.
2: Wow. Say, Josh, that beard's
0: looking really good. You like that? It, it, it took... Took me about a week to grow, so. <laughs> you can't grow one. You're a robot. You don't have any skin or follicles or anything, though. So. Sorry. I can get one like Santa where, you know. Okay, I'll get you a fake one for Christmas. What do you think? All right. Good. So what do you guys do? Like, tell, us, tell us about what you do with, with Sunday school.
1: Well, as the kids know, every Sunday we start off with praise and worship. You know, guitar, singing, all that good stuff. And next we dive right into God's word. Right, Skylar? let work. Whoa.
0: Whoa.
1: hey.
0: Look at that you fix, <laughs> fix your sound, dude.
2: God's Word. That's the Bible.
1: And we even learn some of the greatest Bible stories, like David and Goliath. Yeah. Jody and the whale. Uh, Moses and the Israelites. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and then we also
2: do skits based on Bible lessons as well. That's my favorite. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> hey, like Heather, remember that time when you got hit in the face with a banana-cream pie? <laughs> that was funny. <laughs>
1: Or that one time where you electrocuted that pickle and it blew up in your face? That was hilarious. That was even funnier. Ah, yeah. Good times. <laughs> Good time. times.
0: Well, it sounds like you guys have a great time teaching Sunday school.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so fun and easy to teach Sunday school.
2: Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun and easy, well, in Sunday school. But I got to tell you, you know, outside of Sunday school, especially with some of your friends, it can be downright difficult.
0: It, it's difficult to teach the Bible out, outside a church?
2: Well, I this one friend I have, he's really popular, you know? And, uh, well, sometimes the things he says are just not right. And no matter what he says, people just eat it up. It is not necessarily what he says that people like, it's how he says it that gets people excited. Yeah, he's like this movie star, and has millions of followers on Twitter, and everybody loves him.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, Skylar. does that hurt your feelings at all?
2: Well, oh, I'm a robot, I don't have feelings. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, but, hey, Skylar, I think I know who you're talking about, and I think he's here today. Yeah,
2: actually,
0: he is here today. Really? He's yeah. in church. He is in church. Okay. Well, I would love to meet him. I have a few questions for him. You think I, can you can hook up a meeting with me?
2: Oh, yeah. I can go get him if you would
0: like. I would love that.
2: All right. I'll go get him. All right. Well, I'll see you guys a little later.
0: Hey, everybody. Give Skylar a hand for all of these faithful years of doing ministry. It's pretty cool that you have a robot as a Sunday school teacher, huh? It makes it easier on recruiting teachers. We just get a robot, right? So.
1: So wait till you meet this guy. Oh, you know what? I think he's. I think he's coming. Everyone, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one and only Yoda.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you yes. see how popular this guy is? Oh
1: yes, yes. All my fans, they love me. They do. They do. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for coming all the way from the Dagobah system. It means so much. Dagobah system. Yeah drove in from Encino.
2: <laughs> it's,
0: well, I, well, it's great to have you in church today. I know, he's, he's from Hollywood. Not, yeah, not I'm not, an actor. Not another, not another I got planet. Yeah. Uh, so he, he came in. Yoda, it's good to have you. I got to tell you, you look a little smaller than you do on the big screen. What's? Wow, I thought you would be a bigger Well, uh, you know what they say,
2: uh, 10 pounds, the camera adds. Oh, <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, again, it's good to have you. What, what brings you to Granite Creek today? Well,
2: well, well, I thought I'd drop by and uh, drop some knowledge on you. No. Knowledge on you I have. Yes, yes. Yes, you have much to learn. Oh, little ones, yes. Look okay. at you. You will teach you the way I will. Yes. Love me, you can. Love me, you can. Oh. <laughs> you can.
0: Dude, what are you doing? What? <laughs> Yes. Uh,
2: Listen to my birds laughing. Oh. What what are, oh. You, what
0: are you are you trying to use Jedi mind tricks on me? Well, yeah. What <laughs> they don't they don't work on me. I'm sorry. I'm uh, what? What are you Tordarian or something? no I'm not Tordarian. I'm a Christian. I don't see any wings on I, you. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Th- those things don't work on me. But that I mean you're kind of doing some weird stuff. And, that's and a whole bunch of- yeah, I know these mind tricks. That's weird. I, you know, it begs the question: What do you actually believe, Yoda? Oh, what does Yoda believe? Yeah, I want to oh, know what you believe. Well, let me
2: enlighten you. I will. All yes, right. Yes, Just, yes.
0: Yeah, enlighten me. Drop some knowledge on me. All Here right, there, buddy. Okay. okay. All right.
2: Uh, okay. Uh, I believe in the Force. The Force is everywhere. The trees. The rocks. It binds. Oh, hey, uh, audiovisual part department back there. Can you cue some dramatic music? AV, give me some. AV, please. Ah, much better, okay. That's better. The Force is everywhere. The trees, the rocks, it binds us. There are many ways and many paths to the Force, most of which lead to enlightenment. But beware, beware, you must believe. You must believe in the Force or else it does not work for you. There's a good side and a dark side. Yes. Yes. I choose the good side as my ally. I'm always doing good to make sure that the dark side does not take over. No. The dark side is not stronger, mm, but it's much easier. Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay, music stop.
0: All right, wow. That's, that sounded really deep. That's amazing. I. I do I sound more important when music's going on? I think so. Yeah, you do. Keep it rolling. This just sounds deeper and stronger. Well, I think it's very interesting. I think he said a lot. I mean, this is really deep stuff. It really, oh, it's deep, baby. Yeah, yeah. it's deep. And, and, and the theme music definitely helps you know, with the gravity of what you're saying. And actually, believe it or not, Yoda, there's a lot of things that, that you believe and that you say that are very similar that, that maybe we can even agree upon that, that I believe as a Christian or that we believe as Christians. <clears throat> right on. on, yeah. You want to hear what they are? There's three yeah. things that I want to say that we agree on, but there's also three things that maybe we disagree on. Okay. You want to hear them? Yeah. All right, here we go. Well, the first thing, you said that uh, the, the force is everywhere and it is in everything well it's kind of similar because i believe that that well god created everything and since he created everything god is in everything Mm. so although i'm not going to like bow down and worship a tree or a rock or something like that i do believe that god's spirit created those things and god is in god's god's will his very will his very no we don't believe in the force, but we're getting there Uh, But God's will, but God's power is holding everything together. So it is by God's will that the cells of a tree hold a cell together. And likewise, but even more importantly, I believe that the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit actually is inside of me and lives inside of me. Kind of like how you think the force is in you. But I believe that it is the Holy Spirit that is within me. So it's kind of similar. I mean, very different, but very similar. Second point that I think that we, just, that we need to take a look at is, like, belief is very important to you in the force, right?
2: Oh, yes, it is. So,
0: yes. We'll tell, okay, so uh, Luke Skywalker, he failed. Why did Luke fail? Oh, he
2: failed because he did not, well, he didn't believe.
0: He didn't believe, right? Yes,
2: try okay. not. And do, then, do, do.
0: That's right. Don't don't, you gotta believe? You you don't try. You do. You just believe that you can do these things. Now, in the Christian faith, belief and faith is actually key and it's central. In the book of John, the Gospel of John, or actually First John, says that the work of God is to believe in Jesus. So we have to actually have faith. We have to believe in Jesus, and it is this belief that well, you call it enlightenment. We call it heaven. It is belief that gets us to heaven. And in Hebrews, in chapter 11, it talks a lot about faith, that we have to have faith in God, that this faith is actually the only thing. Faith is the only thing that makes God happy. Do you guys want to make God happy? Yeah. yeah. Do you know how you do it? You have to have faith. You have to believe. So that's very similar. And then the next point, the next major thing that we can actually agree on is that you believe in what? The dark side, Right. Well, do you believe that the force has a good side and a dark side? Well, we believe in evil too. We believe that there's good and we believe that there's evil. And we believe that there's an all out war against good and evil, just like it is in the movies. There is a slight difference in that we believe that God is all good. And he has an adversary, he has an enemy. It's called the devil and the devil is devil's evil, right? So that's the main thing. So we believe, we believe in the battle between good and evil. And we believe that temptation is real. How did Luke fail? He, he fell to what? Temptation, right? Yes. So we have to be wary of temptation. Temptation, it feeds on our fears and our insecurities and our, and our desires. So we have to be able to resist temptation, much like we do in the force. So those are the things that are very similar. But here we go. We're going to look at the things that are very different about what you believe about the force and what we believe as Christians. Okay. Are you ready for this? you hit me. All right, here, I'm going to hit you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, first, we believe, uh, let me get some scripture to support it. Okay. okay. Does that sound good? So we're, we're people of the word. Okay, first. Okay, we believe that there's only one true way to, you, what you call enlightenment what we call heaven. Now, when you were doing your little monologue with the really cool music that yeah. sounded really good and made us feel good inside, uh-huh. but what you said is that there are many ways to the force. Anybody pick that up? Did you guys hear that? Yeah, there's many ways to the force, but the Bible doesn't tell us that. The Word of God says that there's only one way.
2: One way? Well, what's that?
0: Well, let's see. Uh, John 14, 6 says, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, and no one comes to the Father, or no one goes into the presence of God, without going through Jesus. So he is the door. So that's the number one thing that we we're going to differ on. I, I, I probably, I'm going to take a wild guess here, Yoda, but you probably have a coexist sticker on your spaceship. Ooh,
2: strong, but the first you must have. How did you sense that?
0: Wild guess.
2: You saw me drive in.
0: Yeah, okay, I saw you drive in. Yeah. yeah all right. And, and it's a Hyundai, huh? It's not a spaceship. Yeah. yeah. So that's the first thing. All right, um, second thing is that we believe in something called grace. Now, you said that, how old are you by the way? You're, he's 800 years old, folks. And how long have you been working on this force thing?
2: About 700 years.
0: 700 years yeah. of trying to get this thing down. And are you tired?
2: I'm exhausted.
0: You are. I bet you look tired, dude. I mean, I know you'll know a lot about the force, but has it hasn't really gotten you anywhere? No. No. All right. So here's the main thing. Dear folks, no. Bye. All right, kids, I need you to pay attention to this. This is the, probably the most important thing that you could take away today. We believe, it, we believe in grace, meaning that it is by the grace of God that we go to heaven, not by doing lots of good things and working really hard. If we tried to work really hard, it would even take us more than 800 years to go to heaven. Did you know that? But it is by the grace of God that we're able to go to heaven. It's because it's a gift. Listen to this. This is so important. This is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. Remember, we talked about faith, how important that is? And this is not from yourselves. Did you know that you cannot save yourselves? It is a gift from God. It is not by works so that no one can boast. So that is the main, actually, that's the major difference between the Christian faith and any other world religion. All the other world religions are karma-based. Yeah, so they have to do good things in order to get God to love them. Only in the Christian faith do we have this thing called grace that is way beyond karma, that is way beyond a point system. There's nothing we can do to earn God's favor. It is solely by grace that we are saved. All right, and then the last, and well, probably, I think this is an important...
1: I actually have a question. Let's, let's hear it. Um, yeah, where do you get your ideas from? Yeah, where do, you,
0: where do these ideas come from, Yoda?
2: Oh, about oh, oh, my ideas? Yeah, your ideas. Oh, I my good friend George. We talk about these things and make up stuff. <laughs> your friend George. George. Yeah. George who? You know George Lucas? Oh, George Lucas. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we went to the same uh, theological seminary. <laughs> That's it.
0: You got, you got all your information from a... Th- Seminary, okay.
2: Yeah, Seminary of Star Wars. <laughs> I kind of made it up.
0: Okay, well, tell us what you believe. Oh, about to, uh, I'm sorry, what was the question? Uh, I'm sorry, well, where do you, I mean, you got your beliefs from George, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right.
2: right, we got our ideas, yeah. All yeah. right,
0: so kind of, can you, like, mold it together on, like, one specific thing that, that, that it is what the Force is or what you believe?
2: Oh, gosh, well, you know, it's like, you know, there's all and everything, sort of the good and evil all kind of mashed up together. Right,
0: Okay. Here's the, here's the important distinction, I guess, that we need to make. Okay. So you believe in this thing called this force, this energy force, right? Yes. And if you work really hard, you can jack into it, right? Oh, oh yeah. It gives you power. Powerful it is. Yeah, oh, yeah powerful, how powerful, powerful it is. So you can actually jack into this thing called the force, right? Yeah. All right. But the problem with it is, well, we can jack into the Holy Spirit, which gives us power, which is cool. Cool. But in addition to that, I have something that you don't. What's that? I have a personal relationship with God. Oh, I know. That's different. That's huh. way different. It's it's way different. It's kind okay, of so, blowing
2: my mind. All
0: right. Well, it's gonna get worse. Oh <laughs> no. no! All right. So Christianity is based on this personal relationship with God. So, like I said earlier, God created everything, and He created us. Did you guys know that God created you? Yeah. You God made you, and and the Bible says, well, there's a really famous verse. It's called John 3.16. Everybody says it, and they say it all the time. If you go to a football stadium, there might be a big crazy guy at the end zone with a a rainbow wig on. He's got this sign that says John 3.16. We all know what it says, right? It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him will have eternal life. Okay, so the key here is, for God so loved the world that he gave. So this area, this issue of love, this issue of this desiring to be with his creation is the key to the whole thing. He desperately desires a personal relationship with us, so much so that God, the God-man, came in the form of Jesus Christ himself so that he could understand how we feel. Do you guys ever feel sad sometimes? Do you ever feel scared? Do you ever feel that maybe God doesn't hear you when you pray? Sometimes I do, and that it's really important that I know that God loved me so much that he came to earth so that he could experience everything that I did. So God desires a personal relationship with me. See, God loved me first. The Bible also says, um, in my sin... When I was the worst that I could possibly be, folks, when you were the worst that you could possibly be, God loved you. He did not choose to love you when you got better, when you, when you straightened up, when you quit being naughty. God loved you when you were naughty. Hmm? Isn't that neat? And in turn, I choose to love God back. All right, Yoda, you ready to have your mind blown again?
2: Well, I've kind of blew my mind blown already. All right, it's going to get worse. Yeah.
0: Okay, I have a really important question for you. Okay. All right. Does the force love you? What? Yeah. You heard me. Does the force love you?
2: No. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Well, that's kind of a bummer.
0: It is a bummer,
2: huh? It makes me feel kind of sad. You,
0: I'm what? depressed. Kind of de- sad and depressed. Can I that, lay down now? I'm sorry. I mean, I didn't mean to bum you out, but... but it that doesn't that, love me. I, <laughs> I
2: love Yoda. It doesn't. I know. Oh.
0: You see, the way that you see the force, it's like this energy source. It's a power, or whatever. It's this weird mystical new age thing that you you and George made up. But God, his very essence, who he is, in first John it says, God is love. Wow. God is love. And he chose to love me first. So all of my preconceived notions of who God is, whether God has a really cool beard like I do and sits up on a cloud with, a, you know, smiting people and judging people and making people feel bad or inadequate about the things that they do, the truth about God is that he is love and that he is good and everything that God does is good and that there is absolutely no evil in him and there is nothing that he desires that will hurt me no matter what I do. God is a good daddy, and that is the one thing that we just got to get into our minds. Uh, Yoda, I think, you're abs- I think you're cool, and I, I know, I'm sorry I bummed you out the last point there. But that's okay. I mean, I'd love for you to come back if you have more questions. Really? Can I come back? Absolutely. Uh, I can visit? Yeah, I would love I for you to come back and visit. I don't take up much space. All right. Know. Well, I know you're, you're, <laughs> you're not as big as you look on TV, yeah. but we'd love for you to come back. All right. All right. So. Thank you guys, thank you for coming out, Yoda. It's thank, you, Yoda. You. thank
1: you, okay, bye guys, nice to be here. Oh, can you get Skylar for us?
0: I think Skylar's gonna that's come back office. and say goodbye one last time. go. would you guys like that? Yeah. I, yeah, who do you like better, Yoda or Skylar? Oh, that's good, I was wondering about that.
1: Yoda, <laughs> Oh, hey Skylar. There he
0: is. Hey, good to have you back. Oh, I'm back, yes.
1: Hi, guys. So, Skylar, what did you think of the lesson today? Oh, it was awesome. I know, right? Yeah. So, you guys, what's one thing you learned today? Can I have someone volunteer? What did you learn? I learned that <laughs> God, I learned that those things are That's good. Anyone else?
2: God is love. love. That's, right, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, guys, remember, God loves you so much that He died for you. And the mm. forest is not very personal, right? It's just kind of a force no, in the trees and the rocks. But God loved you so much that He died for you, and He has a personal relationship with you, right, Skylar? He does.
2: It's awesome. All right. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Hey, Skylar, would you do me a favor when you just will you uh, pray us out, and then the kids can go back upstairs?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I can do that. Okay. All right, let's. Uh, let's would pray. you guys pray with us? We'll pray with the kids? Okay. Great. Hey, uh, dear Lord God, we just thank you so much for this time together and, and for our fun and special guest, uh, Yoda. And I just pray that, that the kids will remember that, uh, that you're not some mysterious force out there, God, but that you are a personal God that, that loves them, just loves them so much. And uh, I pray that you will just pour out your blessings upon these kids and that they will have an awesome, amazing day today. Yeah. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Hey, thank you
0: guys for
1: thank you, Skylar. Thank you guys for
0: hanging out in big church. That was fun. All right, everybody, there's our young church. All right, as and Haley, thank you very much. And she did great.
1: Thank you. All right, as the
0: kids are heading on their way out, why don't you get your Bibles out? We've got a few more minutes, and I want to wrap up with a couple of thoughts. Get your Bibles out, and we're going to take a look at uh, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4 through 5, and then go ahead and bookmark. Uh, uh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Yeah, we got, uh, uh, what, what,
1: what? Yoda, we actually, Looker's we, we got to go. Our, our time is up.
2: We got to go now?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Uh, we don't, don't, need don't need to go now. We don't
1: need to go
2: now. You need to get Yoda some coffee.
1: I need to get Yoda some coffee. Move along. I'm moving along. Move along.
0: All right. <laughs> you got to be aware of this guy, man. The... Thank you guys for being patient. All right, get your Bibles out. Take a look at uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, verses 4 through 5, and go ahead and bookmark uh, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 8, verse 14. All right, last week, we took, a look, we took a look at the area of having proper, the whole, this whole Star Wars theories is about having pop, proper beliefs, right beliefs about ourselves, right beliefs about God, right beliefs about other people, right beliefs about the world in general. And last week, we looked about, okay, we really got to quit beating ourselves up, and we need to begin to, A, quit whining about every circumstance that, that's in our midst and begin to believe what God believes about us. Now, that, hopefully that began to, to shift something in your soul this week. Today is probably the most important um, concept or most important shift that you could possibly have. I know it seemed incredibly simple to have the puppet show, but it is extremely profound because there's a lot of competing voices, not only for our kids' brains, not for their minds and what they're thinking about, but actually for yours too. And we don't even realize some of the stuff that seeps into our the way that we think about the world and the way that we think about God. A lot of our issues and a lot of the ways that we think about God, believe it or not, I mean I was like, I was thinking about it. Okay, I grew up with Star Wars. So as a young man, it's like I like, I grew up and I began to develop these improper thoughts about God, like God was, you know, maybe he was bipolar, like he was good sometimes, but then he would like lose his temper and get mad at me, right? Or maybe, okay, here's one, that God would introduce an evil situation into my life in order to teach me a lesson or to teach me a story. I'll give you a practical example of this because we know the word of God says that God can take any bad situation in your life and what, what can he do with any bad situation? He can turn it around and make it good, right? All right? Okay, so we have a bad situation in our life. God turns it around and makes it good. Our mind automatically connects that experience to like, oh, well, God introduced that evil into my life so that he could teach me this good thing. Okay, that's an improper thought. It's not biblical because, the God, because God is not the author of evil. He will use evil. He will, he will take an evil situation, he'll flip it, and he'll embarrass the devil with that evil situation. But he is not the author of evil. Evil happens because we live in this free and broken world. It happens, as just a reality, okay? So today, we really, I'm going to challenge you for this very short talk. I'm going to push on you on what we believe about God and do we actually believe what the word of God says about himself? Do we believe it? Do we live it out? It's so important to do this. All right, so here's the Corinthians verse which is key. For the weapons that we fight of are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power. So we don't fight with real weapons. Not not of this world, our weapons have divine power to demolish strongholds. And the battlefield, folks, the battlefield is in our minds. The strongholds are in our minds. The strongholds are improper beliefs we have about God, about ourselves, about our situations. We demolish arguments and every pretension that raises itself up against the knowledge of God. And this is what we got to get to. Look, I have been walking with the Lord my entire life. When I was this age right here, something clicked in my soul. Actually, something clicked in my spirit, and I stepped across the line of faith at the age of eight in my parents' kitchen. That's why this age is so important to me. It's why I'm so passionate about it. It's when salvation takes place for most people. I mean, it gets really rare when you get past 16. It's this point that, that, that deep spiritual seeds can be sown. The knowledge of God is something that I'm not even—I haven't even scratched the surface of, folks. My father, who's—he's the wisest man in the building. I just—he's not here today. It's my mom's birthday, so they're playing hooky. So he's the—he's the wisest guy in the building. He has not scratched the surface of the knowledge of God. And once we begin to think that we've got God figured out, that we understand him, or that we can even grasp his grace or the facets or the dimensions of grace or his goodness or his love, it it can't happen. So I'm standing before you today saying, I don't know enough about God. I don't know enough about the goodness of God. I have to have more of God in me. I need to know. I need to increase in the knowledge of God. And if you are faded, that's that's something that I've kind of come up with. If you get faded in life, like, I don't know, you you got saved at a young age, and it was exciting, and it changed your life. And you felt this hope and this faith that just rised up in you. And you felt like you could do anything because you had God on your side. And you had angel armies on your side. Nothing could hinder you. And then life happens. And you got married. And you have kids. And you have a job. And you have a mortgage. And things are hard. And you get into the debt. And you just get faded. You get callous. You get stale. And you get dull. And you wonder where this joy of the Lord went. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's here. You're going to see it. Because what has actually happened? When we when we take for granted the good things of God. When we take for granted that okay, God used to do miracles in my life but for some reason maybe it's me, maybe or maybe God just doesn't like me anymore, or maybe his favor isn't pouring out on me more, we begin to think these negative thought patterns that that wreck us. Once we begin to do that, we have become faded to the knowledge of God and what he can actually do and the miracles that he has performed. And raise your hand if you've been if you've experienced a miracle in your life, if it's a breakthrough of physical healing, uh, where God has moved powerfully in your life or in your family's life, it happens and we need to remind ourselves of these things because it is our history, is it our it's our experience. All right, now let's take a look at the let's take a look at the Mark verse. Mark chapter eight, verse fourteen. The disciples had forgotten to bring bread. Okay, so they just fed a bunch of people. They fed thousands and thousands of people with a few loaves of bread and a few fish. And now they're they're on a road trip, and they forgot to bring the bread. So somebody messed up. One of the disciples messed up and forgot to bring the lunch on the road trip. Jesus said, Be careful. Jesus warned them, watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. Okay. These are, these are men of God. These are people handpicked by Jesus. These are people that had, they have a powerful, very short term history of God where God has broken through and He has given them provision, supernatural outpouring of provision and a miracle. And they get into the boat. Oh, my gosh, we forgot the food. And so immediately they are focusing on what? What are they focusing on? What they don't have. And what is Jesus' response? Well, you don't have because, because you have sin in your life. You don't have because, because you were lusting over that lady in that group. You don't have because you decided you were having, you know, you wanted to steal something. No. You know what the issue is? What is, what is Jesus warning? Okay, this is for the seasoned saints, folks. This is for people that, that lived the Christian life and they are now dull. What does Jesus warn us of? The yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod. Okay, yeast is, you know, it's that chemical agent that you put in bread to make it rise. It's also here, it is, it is being described as the symbolic form of sin because whenever you get sin that comes in from the outside it is this foreign thing that does not belong in you you were not created or that you were not designed to have sin in you you were made in the image of god it is this brokenness that we are broke that we are born into original sin but you were never made sinful did you know that We live in original sin, but God did not not design you to be sinful. So sin is a foreign element that gets injected into our lives like the yeast. And so whenever whenever Jesus is talking about the yeast, he's talking about sin. And there's the sin of the Pharisees. Anybody want to take a guess at what that means? What what are Pharisees? They're the religious folks. He will go on to call them hypocrites. It's a scary thought because I fancy myself a religious person, right? And so do you, you're in church. And he says, you've got to be wary of the sin of the Pharisees. What is that? It is the spirit of religion. And what, what, Pastor Josh, I thought we, we are in a religion. This is the Christian faith. This is the Christian religion. Why should we be worried about that? All right, because what we really do is we do relationship, and not religion. Because what relationship does and what grace does, it says that it is this life, this Christian life, this back and forth with God, it's relationship-based. And even though religion seems godly, it's not. Because religion says, I can do all these karma points. I can memorize all these verses. I can become a good person. And I can, I can earn my way to heaven through my own righteous acts. My morality can get me to heaven in and of itself. And that, my folks, is it's the spirit of religion. Alright, then who else does he say to be aware of? Herod. Right. What does Herod represent? Evil? What, what do you think the spirit of Herod is? What was he? Politics. Politics. So for us Christians, we have to be wary of a religious spirit that can come in and say, you know what, do not trust in God, trust in your own moral abilities to be good. And then it says, and if that doesn't work for you, you have to be wary of the spirit of, of, of politics, the spirit of government, the spirit of man. And what, what, is, what, is, what do politicians tell us? What do they open up their mouth? What do they do? They lie. <laughs> Politicians, the political spirit, will say, "You don't need God. The government can answer all your questions for you." So, what do we put our faith in? What do we put our trust in? And in this political season, I'm telling you, yeah, you need to vote. You need to be. You need to be conscious about justice. You need to. You need to be, you need to vote your conscience, absolutely, but just be wary of this political spirit, this political spirit that says, you know what, you don't need God, you can do it on your own, and your government can do it for you, just be wary of that spirit, because both of of them take us away from what? The knowledge of God, and God wants us to move, he wants us to move into his kingdom, not into the kingdom of this world, but into his kingdom. And in his kingdom, God is good. And he is good all the time. Everything that he does, even if it seems difficult, maybe God is, maybe he's disciplining you. And you interpret discipline as evil. Don't do that. Look, I I, I am challenging myself to challenge my thoughts about God. I've had to do it my entire life. It is, a continual, it is a continuous process. I'm always challenging myself, okay, what I believe about God, is it true? Or is it being filtered through the things that I've learned about this culture? All right, ready for this one? My ideas about God, has it been filtered through my relationship with my earthly father? I think that this is probably one of the biggest stumbling blocks that we could possibly have. My dad's pretty cool. He's not here today, so we're going to talk about him. So my dad's pretty cool. Everything that I know or knew about God going into, out of high school, I learned from my dad, sitting in the same pews that you sit in now. I mean, I was, I was a disciple under his teachings. And here's the scary truth. When I left my parents' house, when I came out from under their anointing, it was, like, it was like this spiritual umbilical cord gets cut, and you have to make your faith your own. Your kids are going to have to do this someday where they leave your house. You will have to kick them out someday. They're going to go kicking and screaming. They don't want to do it, but you're going to have to kick them out. And when they leave their roof, your faith leaves them, and they begin to develop their own faith. Your kids might be saved, but they have to continue to work out their faith in fear and trembling, and I did this. All this incredible favor that I had from under my parents' roof, it went away. I could not hear God. The Bible didn't make sense. Fear, doubt, it crept into my life. I questioned everything that there was in the Bible, and none of it made sense. I had to work this thing out on my own, and I did. And I I had to experience God within my own terms, and I did. And one thing that I knew about God is that he loved me, unconditionally about what I did or how I messed up. And I had to get, okay, this is, in that season, in that season of actually discipline, in that dry season, all right, this is going to be hard for a lot of people, I had to get my dad's voice out of my head because my dad's voice and God's voice were the same voice. That makes sense? So everything, I you know, it freaked me out one day when I was praying to God and God God answered me in my dad's voice. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a huge spiritual problem here, don't I? Right? Does that make sense? So, unfortunately for me, the transition was actually fairly easy because um, I don't have any father wounds. I don't have any earthly father wounds. Some of us that have earthly father wounds... This relationship thing that we do with the Heavenly Father is very difficult because I don't know, maybe you were rejected by your father, or maybe you were hurt by your father, or maybe your father was bipolar where he was happy go lucky one guy one moment and you know, mean and nasty another moment. And and maybe you just never saw the Lord come into your house and save your family. Maybe you never saw that transformation. And like, we can just take these father wounds into our relationship with our heavenly father. And your, your earthly father is not your heavenly father, folks. Even if your dad was cool like mine, my heavenly father loves me infinitely more than my earthly father could possibly love me. So I'm going to push on you really hard. Challenge the way you think about God this week. The word of God is living; it's active; it's powerful. God so loved us that He gave His only begotten Son. God's a creator. This is a very important part of my theology. We were made in God's image, and we create. Right? We can create disasters in our lives. We can create life in our lives. You, you are, you have agency. You have agency to make a difference in your own life. You have all the tools to do it. You can actually take God's plan, God has a better plan than you do, and you can write God's plan into your life. Creatively, you can do it. Say, God, I want to get on the same creative page with you, I know that you're good, I know that you have a good plan for me in my life, write me into your plan, and he will what God and what you can create with God together is, is going to surpass anything that you can create on your own, within your own power, within your own will. The amazing thing about our little character Yoda here, he is George Lucas. Do you guys know that? Everything that George Lucas Knows he was a, George Lucas calls himself a method Buddhist, so so he's taken all these ideas and he's mixed them up together. So he's got this this Christian faith that he started off with these biblical principles principles like when Yoda says it, it makes sense to us. But then he weaves in Taoism and he weaves in a little bit of Buddhism and he re- weaves in a little secular humanism. He weaves in all of these different things. But the interesting thing about Star Wars is that George Lucas wrote himself in to his own creation. He wrote himself into his own story. You know who else does that? God. That is an amazing thing to think about. God created this story, and then he's like, he loved his story so much, I'm going to write myself into that story. It's like, I'm gonna become a cartoon character. I'm going to humble myself so that I can engage in the creation that I love, and you are that creation that he loves. So God became a two-dimensional figure so that he could love you. He became low so that you guys can become high. Isn't that an amazing thing to think about? It's solely by grace. We need to let go of the spirit of religion. We need to enter into relationship. We need to abandon the spirit of, of politics, It says that we don't need God, the secular spirit, and we need to put our faith and our trust in him. Can I have the band come to the front as they're on their way up? Let me see if I can leave you with a couple more thoughts. I think I got them all. What do you think? All right. Write this down, folks, because um, don't raise your hand. But how many people are thinking to yourselves, you know what? I don't know if this emotion that I have for God is correct. This belief that I have for God is actually true. I don't, I don't know if he does have the best, my best interests in mind. I, I, I think he would abandon me. If you have an improper belief about God, I want you to replace it right now. Repra- write, it, write this down in your bulletin. This is a declaration that I want to encourage you guys to make. I am increasing in the knowledge of God. Can you say that this week? This week... Tomorrow, I choose to increase in the knowledge of God. I am impacting my life and the kingdom and am becoming more hopeful and more free. Brothers and sisters, you've been walking with the Lord forever. Are you becoming more hopeful and more free day to day? Or do you feel like you're becoming more uh, under this heavy weight of bondage? Number two, write this down. Every time I read the Bible, every time I read the Word of God, my hope increases. It should. You read the Word of God, okay, start off in the Gospels. just like, like maybe you're new to the Bible. Start off in the Gospels. Just don't do, don't do Deuteronomy quite yet, all right? Or Numbers or any of those heavy, other heavy books. Start off in the Gospel of Jesus Christ. And read it. And if you, when you read the word of God, if you do not become more hopeful after you put the book down, you're reading it wrong. And you might have a bad belief about God that's getting in the way. You might have some spiritual leaven, some spiritual sin that got injected into you that's messing you up, that's keeping you from hearing God's word. Stop, pray, and try it again. And keep on reading that book until you are more hopeful after you put it down then you know that it is, it is God's spirit, it is his word. His word is life and it ought to be giving you life when you read it. So are you, is your hope increasing? And that last little point here. The lies that you have believed about God, is there some lie that you've believed about God for a long time? You gotta replace it with the truth and I'm gonna challenge you to find that truth. I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, no one comes to the Father. No one gets into heaven. No one gets into the enlightenment unless he goes through Jesus. That small door, that small path, Jesus is that door. He is that truth. All right. If I could have the ushers come to the front. What's more important, or what do you pay more attention to in your lives, oh, I don't have any bread, or what God is doing. I deal with this one quite a bit. It's like major areas in the adult life, finances, job, and, and uh, relationships, marriage or whatever, right? Those are the, the big ones that we always pray about. Whenever we do prayer requests, when you turn your cards in, we're praying for you on Tuesday. You wanna know what the top issues are? It, it's, it's marriage, it's money, and it's health usually, or it's job. It's those four top things right there. That's by and far those are the major issues that you guys are concerned about. When I live my life, I'm usually focused on the fin- the lack of finances and not about the blessings that God's pouring out in my family. Does that make sense? Where's the bread? Hmm. Yeah, God, you just did a miracle five minutes ago. Where's the bread? And we're focusing on we're focusing on our lack. Hmm. Have you ever been cursed? Like, has anybody ever cursed you? I mean, I've been—I have been cursed um, by crazy people on the street. That's never fun, right? But I have never, like, been. Uh, as far as I know, I have never been publicly cursed by, like, by, like, somebody that's in the occult, like, like from witchcraft, right? I've never had anybody just like curse me, you know. Um, when I lived in Charleston, South Carolina, there's voodoo everywhere. I had somebody gave me a, a, a charm for good luck. Like this, this chicken's foot, it really creeped me out. I'm like, oh, and, and this little kid's like, it's gonna, my mama made it for you. It's gonna chase away the evil spirits and the hags. I'm like, oh, thank you. I didn't know what to do with it, but you know, I was like, oh, it was creepy. But I'm going to tell you, think about this. What, What has more impact on your life whenever you feel a curse in your life, a generational curse or some negative thought? What has more power, a curse from a witch or a blessing from a pastor? What carries more weight in your life, folks? A positive word from a friend or a negative word from your boss? What carries more weight in your life? The empowering word of God or lies that we hear from the devil? What carries more weight in your life? If it is not a blessing, then you don't have a proper view of God's goodness in your life. You might got you might understand it intellectually because Pastor Josh said so, but it's not in your heart. You really don't believe God loves you, even though I told you over and over again that God is love. If you take more stock in the things that, the the negative sayings of this world instead of God's blessings and His promises in this book, you're missing the point. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for our young church. They are so full of life. They're so full of energy. We thank God that they wiggle well, and we want them to, just to grasp the truth of who you are, God. I pray that they will understand this Corinthians verse and that they will hold every thought captive, even when it sounds good from the movie screen, even when there's dramatic music behind it, even when the world is saying, you can be your own God. You can do whatever you want to do. You don't have to submit to a loving Heavenly Father. God, right now, I pray that our young Christians, our young church, they will have the strength of mind to overcome the lies of the enemy of God. And that they will tap into your goodness and your truth and your way. And that it will follow them for every day of their life. Bless them in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen.